Hey everyone, welcome to Past Lives and the Divine. I am your podcast host. My name is Gina. And during this podcast, we talk all about our connections to our souls, our soul histories, which includes past lives. And we talk about the divine, the divine out there, the divine inside each and every one of us. And we do this with the intention of maybe a little healing, maybe feeling a little better, living to our fullest potential. And of course, for a little entertainment, because a lot of times life on earth can be really difficult. And this is just, I think, a fun way to like talk about that and talk about the potential and talk about the cool discoveries that we can have and talk about like get in touch with our infinite power as our as ourselves, which we're humans and we're spirits. So we're like beyond powerful, right? So in today's episode, episode number 11 already, I'm talking with a friend. I'm doing an interview. I'm doing it. My friend and past client, Ashley Sondergaard, she is the founder of Wedded Wellness. So Ashley and I met earlier this year, I guess almost a year ago, and she did two past life regressions with me. We get into um, some highlights from each session, focusing more kind of on that second past life regression that she did just because she got a little bit more out of it, which is totally common and a little bit expected because as I've talked about before uh, and I talk about in this uh, podcast episode, just the more we do these things with our brain, the more we access that subconscious information, memories, the easier it is to access it in the future. It's just the way our bodies, our muscles and our brains work and this is no different. So Ashley shows up, uh, lets us know kind of her spiritual history, apprehensions, going into the sessions, maybe some intentions, big takeaways that she had. And uh, yeah, I really like it. I was nervous as I'll get out to do this interview, but I'm okay with the way it turned out. Let me know what you think, because this isn't the last interview I'm going to do. I want to do many, many more of these. So if you listen to it and you're like, hey, I wanted you to ask this question and you didn't let me know. Or if you're like, hey, I want to know more about this, let me know because I'll be taking that stuff into consideration when I'm planning future interviews because there will be more. It's so fun to talk to people about their experiences and especially to do it a few months later when they've had time to like settle into the subtle shifts in their lives. And I believe just like me and Ashley said the same thing, when going back and listening to the recording and just kind of being in that space, hearing the discoveries, hearing what you said in that session can just kind of reignite and reaffirm all the changes that have taken place. Because again, when we're working on the subconscious mind, those changes are so subtle that sometimes it's hard to notice them until it's like, hey, I don't do this anymore. Wow, and it feels totally natural, right? We're not like white knuckle hanging on to these changes. Um, they just happen so effortlessly that it's, believe it or not, pretty easy to forget or not even notice that they're happening. So it's a really good way to go back and just check in and like see how far you've come, as you've heard me do time and time again in these podcast episodes. Okay, so a little bit about Ashley. She is an experienced yoga teacher, has been teaching for years. I've been to a few of her classes and I absolutely love the way she teaches. She's got great energy, um, makes you work hard, also makes you kind of take care of yourself and I just love it. And she founded Wedded Wellness and Wedded Wellness basically 
brings together yoga and the process of wedding, planning, wedding event. So she works with brides or bachelorette parties or the couple getting married um, and basically helps them get presents, set intentions, and show up as their fullest, best, happiest self on that day. Because as we all know, if you are in partnership, um, one day is just one day. And a partnership or a marriage is like a living, breathing, beautiful thing that needs a lot of nourishment and a lot of support. And I just think that the services that she offers are just really, really great foundation to set that on the path going forward into coupledom no matter what that looks like, whether you're married or not. And uh, look her up. It's weddedwellness.com. And that is Ashley Sondergaard. All right. So before we dive into today's episode, let me tell you a little bit about the episode coming up in two weeks. So in two weeks, I'm going to be talking about uh, some changes that are coming to the podcast in January, some key dates, some things to keep in mind. And then I'm going to be doing a personal wrap-up of the year, kind of like overall some shifts that I've seen. Definitely when you have more than one like past life regression or soul retrieval or uh, angel or spirit guide connection sessions, not only do you get value in the individual session, but you also get uh, value that you see is kind of like all these different sessions, all these different messages kind of come together and like, form, I don't know, kind of like a puzzle or they turn into like the fabric of like who you are right now, what you feel like right now, how you feel or how I feel. And so for me, I'm just going to do a little wrap up on that and how I go about things. And yeah, I don't know. I'm sure there'll be so many tangents. (laughs) Stay tuned. Okay, so today you're really going to enjoy this episode if you've been interested in hearing a client's perspective about working with me, or maybe you'll just find it interesting because I was so anxious about recording it because, I don't know, I've never been an interviewer, but I guess I do kind of interview when I'm facilitating a past life regression. I don't know. It's all new to me. Let me know what you think of it. But for now, let me serve up the interview I did with Ashley Sondergaard. Gather around the fire, people. Let's do this. Okay, everyone, I'm here with Ashley Sondergaard. She is a friend we met earlier this year, and this year she has done two sessions. We're going to focus more a little bit on the second session Um, past life regression that we had together, but I'm so excited to dive into it. So Ashley, tell us a little bit about yourself. Thanks for having me, Gina. This is fun. I'm excited to chat. Um, I'm Ashley. I I live here in the Twin Cities. I met Gina, gosh, I mean, nine months ago, maybe? It feels like. Yeah, I think it was like in January. Yeah. Uh, Oh my gosh, almost a year. And I teach yoga and I just started a new business. I have two little girls and a husband, and I can say that I had not ever known anything about past lives until we met, and I'm so glad that we met. <laughs> Life-changing. So it's fun to talk about this. So fun. So, okay, I want you to kind of like zoom out, paint the picture a little bit. Like before your first session or even since then, like was this totally out of the realm for you to do a past life regression? Like paint the picture of like your spiritual landscape. 
Yeah. I honestly, like I said, I hadn't really thought about past lives. It's not something I wouldn't say that I didn't believe in them. Um, but I grew up Catholic, um, and now still identify as a Christian, but the ideas around Catholicism started to just get a little heavy as an adult and thinking about raising two little girls in that space for me was a decision time to maybe explore other areas. And so I've been just searching through spirituality as an individual for the last, I mean, couple years now. And so past lives are something that are, you know, come up sometimes in yoga or like in, in that spiritual side of yoga, but I just never really thought about it. And frankly, I, I, I felt like that was wrong if I were to explore it a little bit when I was still really in that, that Catholic world. And so once I started to explore my own spirituality and make decisions about how I wanted to teach my kids and how I wanted to grow as an individual, um, it made sense that we would meet <laughs> and that this, <laughs> yeah. that this was something that we were going to really dive into. And now I am such a believer in, in past lives and I'm so grateful that um, I can think about it in a way that makes me feel really fulfilled yeah. versus almost scaring me in a way, which was maybe how I would have reacted yes. yeah. even a few years ago. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, okay, so what made you schedule your first appointment? Like, what kind of pushed you over the edge of being like, I've never really thought about this before. Now we're going to do this. Yeah. Now I'm doing this. <laughs> I scheduled the appointment. <laughs> I, yeah. My spirit guides are working on this. <laughs> well, when we met, and I love our story. You know on that movie where they talk about the meat cute? I think it's The yes, Holiday. I literally just I feel just like we have movie. a meat cute. <laughs> I also love that movie. Um, but we, I had just started doing some pretty intense meditation work um, with someone online. And I'd, I'd always meditated, or I had been meditating for some time. But this was deeper. This was something they called reparenting. And you really needed to dive deep into upbringing and um, how your brain was formed and how your, your I don't know, behaviors were formed as a little person. And so... It was kind of intense, and I remember feeling even, um, you feel kind of emotionally and physically drained from doing that work, and I loved it. It was wildly helpful, and you know that you're doing it right when the gal, her name is Lacey Phillips, and she suggested that you know you're doing this work when you meet expanders, and expanders are people that have super similar upbringings to you. Mm Mm-hmm. And who are there to show you something or are there to like be a teacher for you. So I'd literally been doing that meditation for a week and we met at our mutual workspace. We'd never met before, sat next to each other. It was like a session on, I don't know, like work, con- like conflict, <laughs> conflict or something. It was like or not like that? anything to do like, with why our Why were cool we there? <laughs> we were there to meet. Yeah. Oh my goodness. And so we met and we chatted until, I mean, like for an hour oh, after. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, I'm scheduling an appointment. I'm in. You told me about what okay, you did. Yeah. And I was just like, of course I need to dive into this. Like, oh, yes. this makes so much sense. Yes, totally. Um, yeah, we talked for so long afterwards. Yeah. <laughs> and what's so cool is like we also realized we grew up probably like 30 miles from each other. Yeah. Probably less. Like yeah. Really I close. So Small funny. towns. Central Minnesota. 
That's <laughs> where we go. <laughs> okay, so once you scheduled the session and it was like quickly coming, did you have any apprehensions, things you were nervous or scared about, like no matter how silly they may seem? Because I feel like that stuff can be, especially with a Catholicism upbringing, a lot of this can be like scary, scary, mm-hmm. scary, like you mentioned before. Like anything in that vein, and it doesn't have to be that, but like were you nervous about anything had any worries going into it definitely I one of the biggest fears growing up which is it is an irrational fear now but I was very afraid of like the idea of possession of of the devil and like that the idea of Satan coming in and infiltrating your mind the movie the exorcism like I couldn't even watch that I couldn't even watch the trailer of that movie yeah it would f me up I was like "Mm -mm, this is way too much um and just and I, I do believe in some of that that idea of of possession and of of like attachments yeah. or you know negative energies and I, now in hindsight that fear was because I really believed in it and I knew that I had the power to potentially encounter some of it in a way yeah and that's why I, I honestly thought about it a good amount growing up like to even think about a, like a possession what <laughs> who's thinking about that. But it scared me a lot. So going into Catholic this, kids. Catholic kids, <laughs> Catholic kids who are like super into woo woo as adults, right? Like, <laughs> yes. Um, so once I decided to, you know, do this, I did feel really afraid of, you know, I'm opening my mind to something that could potentially bring in yeah. something else. And I felt really trustworthy of you. Had it had it been anyone else, or had it been. Any other situation, I don't. I don't think I would have done it. Oh, interesting. It. Okay. So it it felt kismet that you and I met, and it I needed to do this, and I was still fearful, but I knew it was going to be okay. Mm-hmm. And I was also a little fearful of like what my family would say if I told them I was doing this. And I have since told them, and they're like, "Cool, it sounds like they're not." I know most people. They're super either supportive. Don't get it or don't care, <laughs> or they're like into it. Like, they were wait, sort of into it when I told them some of the stories, but. <laughs> Yeah, it is. It was fun, and honestly, I can say now I don't feel that fear about any of the negative energy or or Satan or like I could probably watch The Exorcism. I don't know. That might be stretching it. I don't really I want like... to, but I could probably do it. Yeah, and I identify with that on some level as we talked about before, where it's like for me, and I'd be curious to know when you kind of pull at that thread a little bit. For me. It's like, I used to be so afraid of that stuff. And on the, I don't remember what episode it was where I talk about soul retrieval and I talked about the attachment and like how for a period of time I had a home where there was like entities living in there and how much that fucked me up like at that time and how I don't have those fears anymore. Like I had a friend who was like, I think I have something in my basement. What do you do you have any experience with this? And I was like, actually I do. And I went down there and I was able to help her clear it. And I was really coming at it. It was the first time when I really noticed the difference. It was probably a little over a year ago. And it was the first time where I came into the situation and I wasn't like fucking terrified. I was like just in my power and like, I would rather not be in this, but I know how to clear this. I can clear it. And it was really from a place of power and I didn't have nightmares about it that night. Mm -hmm. And I didn't, and that was the first time that I like really made that switch. And I attribute it to all of this work, like seeing my spirit guides, getting in touch with my past lives, my soul. And 
it's really kind of like centered me in how powerful I know humans are. It's one thing for someone to say, and what I say is like, we are so powerful as humans because we're human and spirit, right? And these earthbound spirits or entities or whatever are essentially spirits or something like that. And so right away, we're at least twice as powerful as them. So I attribute it to getting in touch with my soul, my spirit guides, knowing this like on a subconscious full body level where I can like show up to a situation like that and feel powerful instead of like, fuck, 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 fuck. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like scary. how do you, if you were to pull at that thread a little bit, like what does that feel like to you? What, what does that shift from? Like how do you feel like you've made that hop over the fence, over the fear fence? I only realized this maybe even a month or so ago as we were talking through doing this podcast and sharing my experience. And it's that when I was ever home alone, even, you know, my kids are with me, but I'm alone in my house. My husband's not there. I would get really scared at night. And even during the day, I would just be like, oh, <laughs> like someone is around and I'm like, I just would get nervous. And since our second session in which I did meet a spirit guide, I have not felt that. And I realized that because my husband was gone for like a week recently and, you know, I got my puppies at home, I got the girls at home, but like they're all sleeping. I'm in charge. I'm the only adult here, right? <laughs> and I, you know, I woke up in the night, took the hourglass water, came back to bed and I was like, whoa, I wasn't freaked out. I normally am really scared to go downstairs alone. Yeah. And I like totally wasn't anymore. That It was such a subtle realization, yet a pretty profound difference. Totally. Yeah. And that's like uh, one of the things that's so cool about this work is like, I mean, as a facilitator with clients, it can be a little difficult because it's like, I know you're seeing changes. But yeah. like as a client of this work, it's so powerful because little things like that not only affect you, you know, in the middle of the night for 90 seconds while you're walking to get a glass of water, like that power, that confidence, that lack of fear is with you all the time. Like, if you think about how much in the back of your mind we're battling that or frightened of something, it's like to be able to let it go, how much more peace that brings you. Yeah. Yeah, I think that is that is um, such a bonus. You know, like, you're not afraid of ghosts anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Which seems like not a big deal at all, but it's like a big fucking it's really big deal. Especially if you're afraid, because there's no security system that can keep them out. Well, and <laughs> No, it's so true. And I, I hope some days my, my, my kids listen to this and be like, Mom, you were like, what? You're really afraid of, like, ghosts in our house? And I'm like, I mean, yes. Like, I'm being totally vulnerable. Like, yeah. Well, and I think that comes from being intuitive. And, like, you sense these different energies, but we're always told, like, it's not true. It's your imagination. Just ignore it, whatever. And so when you are open to it, but you're told that it's not true, but you can still feel it, it's like kind of this friction and I think that can create a lot of fear but when you're like ah oh, I knew I was feeling stuff and now I have the power to deal with it it's like totally it's a relief totally yeah okay so you did your first past life regression session in February and then you did your second one in June did you have any apprehensions worries anything like that going into your second session or were you kind of like same fears? Hat? I think was still a little bit like ooh, like possession yeah. wise. And the first one was really um, we had some specific intentions there. Whereas this one, I felt more open to like do some seeking. Like let's go. Mm -hmm. And so in that same 
lens it that's opening up some new space for potential yeah <laughs> I don't know possession or attachment if you will so that freaked me out a little yeah. but I didn't I'm not nearly as much apprehension as the first time and I just really comfortable with you cool yeah oh that makes me that's so nice of you to say that I love that Okay, so uh, we are going to today focus on your second session because it's you had mentioned like you feel like you got a little more out of your second session, mm-hmm. which is totally normal. Like I've said before on the podcast, reaching into your subconscious mind and getting information is like training a muscle. Like if you've never done it before, it's going to take a little more effort during the session and you're going to get stuff, but it's going to take a little more effort probably. Some Everyone's different on how much effort it takes. But like the second, third sessions on, it's just like, it becomes a well-oiled machine. It's just, you get more things faster. And I, if I remember correctly, um, you things like came really quick for you anyways. And I thought it was interesting that listening to the recording again, how loud your voice was. I mean, you sounded like you sound right now. Or a Do lot you of think people, so? I'm like me, I'm like, yes, <laughs> no. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> you know, or you were just like, ah, I don't know, I'm wearing flip-flops. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Which I, I don't know what that means, but to me, it's just like this person is already a channel. They don't know it. That's yeah. my interpretation of it. I'm glad that you say I that because when I was listening to it, I was like, I sound quiet. I'm also just a really loud human. So I feel like this is so in that moment. Just like quieter than usual. That's good. <laughs> good, good. Uh, relaxed version is still <laughs> volume turned up. Okay, so uh, we'll focus on session number two, your past life regression session that you had in June. But before we do that, do you want to touch on anything, anything that sticks out for you from session one? That was kind of a wild ride. So we won't go into it because I felt like we saw a lot. Like we, we saw a lot, lot of different scenes. But did you have any big takeaways? One of the biggest takeaways was just confidence in that intuition. Yeah. And there were some, just some healing um, tasks needed to be done post that that journey um, that I felt very confident doing. Yeah. And the things that I saw, I remember I, I went to a Twins game after that. No, that must have been the June one because it was summer. But like, I remember like going on with my day yeah, that was June. and just yeah. being like, okay. And also being like, whoa like that was super profound um so from the first one to me it just felt like getting very in tune with intuition and we saw a few different scenes mm-hmm. some of them were kind of funny i mean like, <laughs> I, know. Like, I don't know um <laughs> I whereas was... like the second one i mean like stories woven into my brain yeah. and revisiting it i'm like oh yeah yeah it was a lot different so I don't want to go into it because we could, but if people are wondering like why it was so funny, was I'm thinking of how you were, you were um, like sitting on a park bench. Yeah, and it was almost it's like a like man. You were getting beamed up by aliens. By aliens, which and then the scene just kind of dissipated and didn't go anywhere. And I think we were both just like, okay, moving on. <laughs> you were like, I think I'm being beamed up, and it was like. Then, then it was done. It was just like no more information was coming. Which, I don't know if you believe in aliens. Maybe that happens. I don't know. Can't Which, of course, <laughs> I do. You do. <laughs> I mean, I definitely do. But that's another one of those like irrational fears growing up. The oh, devil totally. and aliens. What was I? Me too. You're like twins. That is like, I had a lot of different nightmares <laughs> growing up. And those were reoccurring ones. You think I would have been more afraid of like 
I don't know, real things that I could actually get hurt. Oh yeah, like I in, was, like in the moment, real yeah, things. like kidnappings. Yes. <laughs> Jeez. I was so fear filled. I mean, I still am, and I've done all this work, but I've really relieved a lot. <laughs> I mean, if you saw my parents, you'd be like, "Whoa, you've come a long way." <laughs> <laughs> like when I go into town, they'll leave messages like, "Just making sure you're still alive," and it's like, "I took an airplane to Denver. <laughs> I'm alive." Good. I'm thriving in Denver. We're good. We're good. Okay, let's dive into the second session. So before, okay, before we dive into that second session, another question I get a lot from people, so I want to ask you the specific question is like, but what does it feel like in hypnosis? Like, it seems like some people think you're going to be totally blacked out or totally kind of like out of it. And my response to that is you just feel like you're really relaxed Mm -hmm. laying in a chair with kind of like, like you're really absorbed in some memory. So if someone were to like lay down on their couch right now and think about every detail they could possibly recall from this morning or from yesterday, that's kind of how the pictures come. That's how I describe it. Was there anything in your experience that was surprising to you or like, oh, I didn't think it would feel that way or I thought it would feel this way? The first session I remember once we got into trance after some time, I did feel my eyes twitch, yeah. like kind of moving around. And I don't know if that's just was like a, a bodily reaction. Um, and I didn't experience that in the second one. But in both, both experiences, it was like exactly like you said, really relaxed. And I do a good amount of meditation. And this was even like a next step relaxed from there. Yeah. Because yeah. in meditation, you really want to you wanna let thoughts just float to the back and focus on a neutral mm-hmm. object, right? like your breath. Whereas this is like, let that float away, and then something comes up, but then you should chase it down. Like, watch where it goes. Or just like visually, like, just oh, watch it. I'm so glad I asked you that question. Good. <laughs> I love hearing how people like see things and organize things in their mind. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I like that. Chase it down. Chase it. Like, and you gave such good prompts to look, so I could look and see, you know, like the shoes question is such a good question. Like, what, do you, what are you wearing on your feet? Flip-flops. Like, huh? okay. Um, what do you see? Look up in the sky. Like, are there people around you? Just things yeah. to, that, oh, yeah, well, yes, there are people around me. Yeah. I see them, and now I can tell you that I see them. Yes. You know, when you say that, it reminds me of when I was listening to the recording. It's the first time I've ever listened to a client's recording. Oh, really? Yeah, like from front to back. Um, oh, my god! And so it was really interesting, I guess, on a professional level, like <laughs> watching myself. Because even though you are the client in the chair having trance or being in trance, um, accessing higher states of consciousness, however you want to put that, even though I'm awake and doing my work, I am very much like, I guess if, if like earth is down here and you're way up here, I'm like closer to you than you'd think. And so I don't always remember. I remember it just like if someone's like, hey, remember in high school when we ba da ba da and you were like, oh, I do, but it's nothing you would have remembered on your own. Like that's kind of how it is. Like yeah. if I'm reminded, it's yeah. like, oh yeah, I remember her saying that or... And so it was really interesting. I had a hunch that that's how things happen on my end. But listening to your recording, it was really like, oh, wow. And even I can tell, like, I've said it before. I say it to clients where it's like, 
I have like scripts that I use for different types of healing modalities or different induction types. And sometimes the client will be relaying messages of what they're seeing. And I'm just like, the fuck is going on yeah. here? <laughs> like, Uh-oh, how are we going to do that? And I will literally just like, kind of like quickly flip through my scripts or my scripts book. And it's like, I stop and it's like, this paragraph is exactly what we need. And then I just kind of like take from there, which is so interesting um, that you had in the opening of the second session, it reminded me of that because you had this, um, so you were studying a book. So in the very first scene of your second past life regression with me, you were wearing the flip-flops and you were looking through a book. Yeah. And I know part of the induction was like you looking in a book. So I don't know if you were just like kind of like stuck there. I think so. But then all of a sudden we went. You said to go into it. You asked me. I prompted you you to go into into the book. And then you were just like floating in blue. Yeah. Do you remember that? Yeah. And you were like, look down at your feet and you're like, I'm floating. Like there's nothing around me. There's nothing. Like, how did you feel during that part? When you when we were talking about the book, I do I felt like I was stuck. I was like, eh, I don't know, could I leave this room? Should I keep studying? Yeah. Like I was studious in college, like should I keep going here? Um, <laughs> but then the suggestion of getting into the the book itself that you felt a, a not not dramatic shift, but like a, a subtle shift into okay, now I'm less in charge of my thoughts at the moment. Does that make sense? Mhm. And once I was floating, because it was, it was just blue and you were kind of like, okay, yeah, this is good. You're in somewhere in between, like you're, you're I don't know like exactly how you it described like, it. You could either be like the astral plane, like the life between lives, like. And I had that in my first one too, around. yet it was, it was space. It was black. Yes. Yeah. And this, there was a scene at the last scene in the second session there was such blue sky and that played a really big significant piece in into outside was really blue sky it was a great day we were outside and inside which was a church is what i was seeing oh, that's was funny. not blue sky it was pretty dark it was pretty heavy that's and so funny. i imagine that potential you know i i anticipate these things are connected whether it were like that blue maybe that was that scene just yeah tying all together you know what and I I say that to people is like when you get out of the session you're still open and your subconscious mind is still ready to give you information so if you get little tidbits like that where you're like I think the first and the last scene might be connected a little more like I just believe it is like go with it yeah otherwise you wouldn't most people are so more likely to be cynical or like doubt it that if you have a feeling that something's connected, like just go with it and you can kind of feel it on a little bit of a deeper level. Yeah. Yeah. So you were kind of floating in the blue and then, um, we, I don't remember exactly how I did it, but this was another time where I was like, Hmm, floating in the blue, nothing's happening. What are we going to do? And then we kind of got you to earth. We got you to land on earth. And then, um, which you did in the first one too. I feel like we, we had to like, you did the like anchor, pull me down to earth. Whereas uh, this one was like, it was like a bright light. There were yes, two different ways yes, that's right. yeah. to get me to earth. But in both of those situations, like we were, I needed to be grounded. Yeah. And it's so interesting because I talked to other facilitators or people who will do this stuff as like part of a different practice, like maybe 
they're a therapist or maybe they're like an astrologer or something like that and they offer these things just like well past life regression and a lot of times what's nerve-wracking to people is like sometimes the client gets stuck like flown in the black and it can be nerve-wracking for the client like am i doing this am i doing this right yeah yeah (laughs) and it can be nerve-wracking for the facilitator of like what the hell's going on? How do I get her out of here? But that's another reason why I think it's divinely guided because if conscious state, I was like, how am I gonna get someone into a past life scene from floating in the blue? I don't know if I would have come up with the, you see a star float towards it. Now you see that it's like blue and green and now you see that it's earth and now you're falling, falling, or not falling, but like flying, flying, flying or however we did it. And then you were landed on there, which I just think is so cool because it's like, I'm totally channel wide open being divinely guided and then you are too. And I think it's just such a beautiful thing when two souls can be like so open to it, mm-hmm. yet also protected, right? We're protected. We have Definitely. all our psychic psychic defenses up. Okay. So when you landed on earth, you were outside, you were in a city. I want to talk about this. So you were in a city on water. Yeah. And if the scenes, I felt like in this particular session, the scenes all kind of work together. I mean, it was one life, I think. Do you yeah, think so? I think so? Okay. That's what that's what it sounded like. It sounded like. Yeah. And I, in hindsight, it's probably Paris. It seemed like that's like in my mind I'm seeing Paris. I'm seeing the, yeah. the river, right? Yeah. And the so I was a woman. Mm-hmm. There was a child. I had a child and I was immigrating to the US. And I don't know that the child was with me at the time. I think what happened is I was in Paris. I left went to the U.S., had a child, was totally okay. There was not, a, like, a male figure involved at all. Yeah, yeah. Yet it was just the two of us. And there, the idea or the theme of dancing kept coming up in dancing on the boat over oh, to yeah, the you're U.S. Yeah, right. It's like a musical. It felt like a musical. <laughs> I mean, I love musicals, so yes. <laughs> there was dancing. Like, we danced, like, myself and this little boy, I think, this child would dance and like we just had it was a really simple life and we didn't need to work super hard it felt pretty light yeah um yeah somewhere and so we were over in new york city so it was like paris to new york city yeah and i thought that was cool because you were if i remember the recording at some point you i don't know if you actually voiced this in the beginning but you said i think i'm in paris like in the opening scenes and then eventually you were on a boat and then you landed in New York and that's kind of where your then your life took off from there mm-hmm. with the little boy or the child. And then, um, but I remember at one point you saying like, oh, that's why I'm seeing New York. I was in Paris and then I took a boat to New York where it, it was almost like, I don't think you said it in the recording, but it was, you said it in a way where you were maybe kind of grappling in your mind of like, am I in Paris or New York? And I think, and I tell my clients this is like the worst thing you can do, the only time you're taking away from it, if you have to sneeze, cough, itch your leg, you're not taking away from the session. You're taking away from the session when you get tripped up on like, but I don't know what it is. Or mm-hmm. why would I be in Paris? I hate Paris. And instead you just like let it come to you and you don't question it. And so even the fact that you were like, is it Paris or New York? You were questioning it and you were like, Paris. Because at the end of the day, it doesn't matter where you were, that's not where you're getting the healing, right? Mm-hmm. But it's just another episode, or it's just another, um, yeah, it's just another way to like say you don't have to have it all figured out 
it's you can be in Paris or New York, doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times, if you have a question about that in your mind, as you go through the regression, engaging with all the details, like these things become totally clear. And the cities were similar. I mean, they looked really similar because I, I kept, you know, like when you're in the middle of an of like a high rise, a group of high rises, or like a kind of a shaded area. It's like really it can be really nice outside, but it's kind of like dark. Yeah. where you are, that was in both of those cities. Yes, I remember you saying that. And so when we did get to our final scene, that was the first time it was like full blue skies. It was very apparent that like this is a beautiful yes. sunny day when I was outside. And then and then when we did some work in the church, it was like a totally different ball game. Yeah, so paint that picture for me. You were outside. I think you were like dancing and you kept looking up at the sky. In the, in those initial scenes, like I was, I was, I remember you asked other people around and I said, yeah, but they don't really, they're not paying attention to me. Like I'm standing there, I'm fine with them walking around me and I kept looking up. I just like kept looking up at the sky. Yeah. No one was talking. Just like hustle and bustle. Okay. So let's go to that scene where you, you were in a church. So we went from... Oh yeah, playful, fun, dancing, sky is always blue. Like you kept saying that, the sky is so blue, it's always blue. Um, And then you were all of a sudden in that church and you, I think it was, you first were like stained glass windows and then I was trying to get you to look around and be like, are you alone? What are you doing here? Um, I assumed you were in a church just because when I hear stained glass windows, I think of a church. Mm -hmm. But... um, you almost couldn't even engage with those details. What did you feel or see? The only thing that I noticed in terms of details that it was really cold in there. Yeah. It was like ice and it was super dark. And I felt like icky. I felt like I needed to get out. Um, and you were so supportive in that. You know, we were there for a little bit um, and we were looking around and asking questions, but it was time to just step out. She's like, would you like to step outside? I'm mm-hmm. like, yes, I would. <laughs> Why? Thank it would you. be nice. And <laughs> when I... What did you see? Like, I know you I don't felt know that. I saw it until later. When oh, I was okay. I was feeling the ishy darkness. And then eventually what I saw, it looked like a sticky tar on the ceiling or like on the walls, on these windows. And it was... It was like a vacuum almost. Like it was like sucking me into this sticky, dark tar, like living thing on these walls. And I'm like, it keeps pulling me in. Like I need to get out of here. Um, And I felt very in control. I would say like I felt, you know, I use the word icky because that's exactly what it looked like to me. Yeah. But not out of control. And so the fact that it was just in there, I think intuitively I knew that I would be back. <laughs> I would deal with it. And now I wasn't ready. Yeah. I needed some like assistance before I could go back and handle this weird entity, if you will. Yes. Did you think so Okay, so then you got you got out of it. Because I remember asking you, like, do you wanna stay here and deal with it or do you wanna get out of here and deal with it? And mm-hmm. you were like, Yeah, let's get out of let's here. Let's get out of here. It. So we went out of the church, and then what do you remember from there? Like, what do you, because I talked to you through, like, just because of your background, um, I used Archangel Michael. I, I don't, I'm not particularly attached to, like, saints or anything, but when I think of Archangel Michael, it was always, like, 
Like he's just kind of the ultimate protector. And I kind of figured that you had, you agreed. I would resonate with that very much so. Just because we grew up the same way. Um, So I know that I invoked like a method to release it, Mm -hmm. that entity with Archangel Michael. Do you have memory of that? Or can you speak to that a little bit? Well, before that, before even getting back in and, and using that, we met my spirit guide, Anthony. Oh, yes, you met him before that. And I just love that name. I did too. And you know what? I thought about this like a lot since I've listened to it. I remember, you know when you like grow up and you're little and you want to like ask, I want to know, I want to dream about my like my husband's name. Like I want to wake up and like the first name I think of is going to be his name, right? Who did? I don't know. That was like something. It's the same as like, you didn't do that? Okay. No, but, Apparently I did. That's very interesting. The, I remember doing this and the name that came up when I woke up in the morning was Tony. And obviously I'm married to a John, so it's fine. But like, I mean, isn't that crazy? It was just, has I, been there with me. Yeah, I think so. I Okay, so some people would say like, well, you've always been obsessed with that name and that's why your spirit guide's name was that. Also, your spirit guide has been with you since even before you were born. Like, sure. your spirit guide helped you create the path for this life. And and so I, to me, because I believe that, like, so deeply in my heart, soul, my physical body, it's like, when you say that, I believe that's because Tony's always been around mm-hmm. you. It's like when people are like, oh, my spirit guide is this. And it's like, well, that's my dog's name. You know, if, if someone were to be like, well, I named my dog that, that's why I was thinking of that. And I think, well, or did you name your dog that because your soul knows the name of your spirit guide? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I mean, I remember that after the fact, too. And I was yeah. like, oh, yeah, of course. So, so I met him or her or whatever, you know, sort of like that genderless yeah. being. Um, how, did that, how did that come about? Because there was something with the flame. Yes, yes. And you saw a flame in your first, first session. And yeah. in Catholicism, like the flame is the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. And I've always, I love that idea of like, I don't know, spiritual or like, um, like mysticism to Catholicism. Like they can be, yeah. they can overlap. And this to me, like this flame showing up in both of those sessions was just exactly that. Like the Holy Spirit or whatever you want to call it, was there with me. And so I saw the flame and I said, I'm seeing the flame again. And after that, I feel like I got kind of silent because I got wildly overwhelmed with really amazing emotion. Oh, yes. I'm glad you're bringing this up. This wasn't even in my notes. Was it? silly. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh, my God. This is the biggest takeaway for me. Huge, like the biggest, huge, I mean, you were, totally. you were describing it as like an emotional release. Like just like let that love wash over you like it's okay to feel that but it was a lot and it felt it felt really great but I just it's like that feeling when like when I look at my kids at night and I'm like I'm like I love them so freaking much I worry about everything and like I just like I want to just stare at them all night and just be there for them like that's I know like mothers can associate with this and that's how I felt someone was living on me like in a way that was just endless yeah so I there was a lot of tears and totally you were so good and, and you did your 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 bowl and that like I feel like amplified the vibration that I was sitting in what I think is so cool is like when I am with someone and they see their spirit guide it is 
I don't know, like, it's ancient, eternal, just the most unearthly version of love that you can ever even think of. And when I hear people being like, how do you know that it's, um, you know, not like a malevolent entity or something like that? And it's like, well, my belief and my feeling is like, I've felt malevolent and I've felt my spirit guide and they couldn't be more different. Like, it's like a full body feeling. And the way I describe it is like, it just fills you up. Cause it, even if you have the best relationship with your parents or your siblings or your partner, at the end of the day, humans love conditionally. Mm, yeah. Not totally if it's your kid or what, like on some level, it's not totally unconditional. Sure. And, yeah, I and believe that. Because part of that love is like, if, if we're talking about love and love between you and I say, it's the love you give and it's how I receive it. Like there's two parts of it. Mm -hmm. And so even if I'm with someone and I think they love me and I just like relish in their love, if they're harsh to me, that doesn't feel like love. I don't know if I'm doing a great job explaining that, but it's like there's these two parts and it's just when you meet your spirit guide, it's like, it's so fucking emotional mm -hmm. in a good way that like I can tell and I feel it. Like you I knew like the yeah. instant. Like I've cried when people cry, when they see their spirit guides, because it's just like this unbelievable joy cry. Mm -hmm. um, I kind of cry. I don't or know how I you like, put it. Yeah. I mean, it's just it, the whole vibe. It just fills the room. I mean, mm -hmm. I think. You called it a wash, which I, I listening yes. back, I was like, that's exactly what it felt like. Like, yeah. I felt like I was using a Catholic term, like being baptized in that energy. And it was just, it felt so good. Yeah. See, a wash. That's great. Good work. That was you. Gina. <laughs> Gina so half in trance. She's way smarter than me. <laughs> okay, so um, okay, so you came out of the church, and that's when you saw. So I met Tony, your yes, guy. Anthony, Tony. We're close like that, and <laughs> <laughs> and we you you said well you know let's express gratitude. Um, we yeah. talked like does he have anything to share with you? And we talked through some of that. Some of the things that I noticed when I was listening back that. I don't know, good or bad, I guess, is that I I kept saying, like, I feel like he's been working really hard yeah, there was to like protect guilt me. There, there was guilt. Yeah. And there was guilt in, when we talk a little bit about the entity and that comes later, there was guilt in that, too. And I'm like, well, what is that? Like, that's that's my next project that I'll be working on. It's like, why am I feeling guilt to my spirit guide? Like, anyways, so what I, we were expressing gratitude, and we asked, or I asked if, um, you know, there's anything like, what should I be, what should I know right now? And do you have anything you can share? And something that I've been just toying with, like in the spiritual journey is, you know, like what, what do I lean into and how do I go about this process? And how do I, how do I, how do I become my best self truly? Mm -hmm. And what what he was saying was just like find a practice and be consistent with it you know, really lean into whatever it is for you meditation or prayer and like be consistent and fast forward two weeks and I only made this connection in like the last couple of days when I re-listened to it two weeks later I was at a retreat um, for a work conference and so this was two weeks after your second past life after my second session okay. yeah I was at a conference in Colorado, 
and I had been wanting to do this particular meditation type, this book. Um, it's a really cool technique. It's called the Z technique. Anyways, I had the book in my like library app on hold for like six months. Like it, it's a very popular book right now. <laughs> And it's such a sweet release when it's like, <laughs> your book has been checked out. It's like, oh my God. Your audiobook is ready. <laughs> so I've been waiting for this book and I go into a session and I, I work for a yoga company. So we were learning some meditation techniques and I go into this particular session and I'm like, oh my gosh, this is the Z technique. I'm so excited. I They taught us the whole thing and we got to practice it live time. And I, and I thought to myself, I'm like, when I look at my phone, the book will be available. It will be in my Libby app, ready to go. Bing, 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 right in there. Since then, it's a you practice that meditation twice a day for 15 minutes. And the idea is that it just gives you more energy to like do the things that you need to do. It truly like washes your brain, if you will. Yeah. I've been doing it every day since that day, two times a day. And now I'm starting to teach other people. I got my dad to do it. Holy I moly. know. Like that's... it walked right in at the perfect time. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That's huge when you find like, when you can look back and you can be like, oh, I was struggling with consistency mm-hmm. or like dedication. And then it's like, again, two weeks later, you don't even know it's happening, but you like find the tech or you got in contact with the technique you wanted and then you've kept it up ever since like mm-hmm. no problem it's like your subconscious mind is like oh that's what i have to do i will do that mm-hmm. and then something was presented you got the skills and you were like i'm taking it mm-hmm. and i'm doing it every day and it's not like you weren't white knuckle hanging on like i mean i'm sure there are times of the day where it's like oh, i don't want to do this but yeah then you sit definitely. down and it's like this is good this is good yeah and what I, it was funny because I was re-listening to this on, you know, looked at my, my AirPods in, watching my daughter dance, my three-year-old <laughs> daughter, and like, they're definitely dancing to Frozen, and I'm listening to this recording, and I'm like crying, sitting there, oh, yes. and it, it was just, it's, it's exactly how I think this stuff works, is that like, it's amidst the world around us, right? Like, we're at Dance With Our Three-Year-Old, we're at, you know, the grocery store, and we're we're in contact with the bigger world, our bigger existence, our spirit guides and the divine all at once. Yeah. And we just have to choose to listen, truly. Yeah, I totally, yeah. I love that you were listening to that while your, daughter, <laughs> your daughter's dancing to Frozen. It's a very serious dance class <laughs> that she's in. No, just kidding. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, yeah, it's it's so layered and it's in your subconscious mind. So it changes how it, it's changing your operating system. So it's like you might feel less alone, you might feel less scared, you might feel but like you said like everywhere you are you can connect to it. Mm-hmm. You can connect to them. It's one thing to be like, I know you have a spirit guide who's looking out for you or a guardian angel if that's the way you talk, but it's like it's another thing to see them and experience it. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. In, you know, in the sessions, that experience of meeting my spirit guide, feeling the emotion was the biggest experience, like the biggest, I don't know, feelings. And then all of these stories, these little snippets that I'm telling are like 100% after the fact, like yeah. discoveries, if you will. And they're, they are more subtle, but they're, they are, they've made a big impact. Mm-hmm. So if you go Thank into a you. session and you're like, I want to walk out and just be like a totally different person. I just, I don't, that isn't how it played out for me. No. 
and I, I imagine from what I, you know, you've taught me, it's that that's not how it is. It's like these subtle moments, but you also have to choose to listen, and yeah. and kind of study back and decide like, how did this play out? Yeah, I think there is real value in that listening, um, and part of it is like that's one of the reasons. I mean, it's not the reason that I wanted to do the podcast because I didn't even know it was that impactful. But like all the past lives that I've done on the podcast has been like oh shit, I've changed so much since then. And I can't say like changed, it's more like uh, I've uncovered like who I really am, right? Because people will be like, don't be so stressed, just be yourself. And my whole thing was like, well, who the fuck's that? Yeah. And like (laughs) deep-seated, like when I thought I knew, it was like, I don't like that person. And so when, uh, to me, when I see my spirit guides and have connection with them, it's like a wash, like all of that gets washed away and you're just like, oh, I am lovable I am you know what I'm in as like cliche or like desperate as that sounds it's like a lot of us need that like we have Mm -hmm. this sense as a human of like not being good enough I'm not on the right path enough I'm not you know all of this stuff and I think that when we can like strip it all away get to our subconscious mind and like fill it up with that love of a spirit guide and knowing that you're not alone and knowing that you're there and cared for and guided like it just like I don't know it's mm. less bullshit that you have less to cut bullshit. through and I've always been a pretty I don't know like I've always sort of liked who I was and I yeah. think I this healing process was not necessarily about loving myself more it was it was that idea that um, that there was something else out there that loved me in a huge completely different yeah. way that yeah. I hadn't ever even tapped into yeah and I think for other people, it can be totally different. It helps them actually love themselves more. Who knows? Yeah, and that's what's so cool is like we all have a different soul and we all have a different earth suit, our body, our physical body, and we all have a different personality. And so it's like you mix that up with all the people around us and all of our experiences, and then you pair that with a loving spirit guide that fills you up in different ways that you're like lacking or yeah. caved in or torn or whatever, mm-hmm. um, which I think is is so cool yeah okay so when you saw tony i always do the crystal bowl just because it's such a great vibration to like bathe in and um i just to me i feel like you're so open like if i can add that vibration to it the way i see it in my mind is like almost like more of that love is like actually penetrating absolutely into you Mm -hmm. i I believe that yeah and no one told me that i don't know that's just like my own idea (laughs) <laughs> so it could be way off or other people maybe don't feel that way but just seems like the right thing to do um okay so you met tony tony anything else you want to say about that what else did he say he well like yeah like consistency piece and then i don't know that you prompted it but i did feel like i needed to go back in the church with tony and archangel michael being there Yep, okay. It was time to go back in and deal with whatever that was. But And I felt like, I felt obligated in a way, but I also felt like I knew that I had the power to do it, and that's why I needed to go back. Yeah, okay. So I went back into the church, again, with, with this presence and this amazing confidence and protection. Mm-hmm. And you guided in a way that felt really powerful yet helpful to this thing whatever it was to look towards the light and to to be released Mm -hmm. and 
another like really emotional part of that session was that I saw like a little boy being released up and I, I as a as a mom and as just I just felt for this this being like kind of being stuck I felt really sad for mm-hmm. for him um but I helped him we helped him yeah you did to go yeah. to go wherever he needed to go and do you feel differently about that now being six months removed or whatever it's been not really no do you, so you still feel sad about him did you feel good when he was released? Or yes, still yes. Sad? And I think I would feel this way of like anything that's stuck in this, like in that limbo. Yeah, I, f- I feel that. You know what I mean? It's just like, why? <laughs> I know, I feel <laughs> why that. Why are you here? Like, How can I help you? And I'm glad that I did turn around and go back in because I didn't necessarily have to. No. It was, I mean, it scared me. Mm-hmm. Yet, I listened to your episode about the, the attachment on your, yeah, like your shoulders and your yeah. neck and your back. And, like, it was probably the same. It's, like, now I feel confident. Like, not my favorite activity in the world, releasing entities or whatever, (laughs) but felt really necessary. And so, and I don't know if this has any, um, I don't know, like, connection. But when I was growing up in my small town, um, my best friend Kirsten and I worked at a hotel that had a lot of, like, weird ghostly activity I mean like you can look it up it's called the Palmer House oh I grew up 30 miles away and that message yes (laughs) it was I mean it was legit haunted (laughs) anyone knows this and I never felt scared in there I was like cool like I'm so glad that like we're here and I'm like a super open person this is awesome that didn't scare me like that wasn't an that wasn't an energy that scared me I mean, we'd even, like, night clerk. We would stay overnight. Did you truly believe at the time? Okay. Well, I mean, we saw some stuff. Like, we would have... We would have guests come down the stairs and say, you need to um, take care of that little boy that keeps running up and down the hallway because he keeps bouncing the ball up and down the hallway and he's keeping us all up. And, like, we'd have to tell them, there's no one else staying in the hotel. Like, there's no one here. It's just you. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) Oh my gosh. So, so I don't know if maybe that was who it was, but there was a little boy as a part of that whole the Palmer House thing. And maybe he's been hanging around me for a while. I don't know. So, okay. All right. So, what I will say is it would be so interesting if you knew people. Is it still a place? Yeah. Still I could place? ask. I could, I should call them. And see if they've had the little a boy. shift in paranormal activity. Or like, because it wasn't just him. There was a lot going on, right? I don't know. Okay. I, do you, oh, do you mean at the hotel? Yeah. That you meant in my session? No, at the hotel. In my session, it was just him. But um, in the hotel, oh, yes. There was like a gazillion. Okay. So it'd be interesting to there. see <laughs> if since June of this year, the complaints of a little boy bouncing a ball would be less. I'll, <laughs> or I'll ask it'd them. Be really interesting. And then to know like... If that is it, so what can happen? Like, you guys, okay, so you guys can't see Ashley, but she's just got like these, she's a very attractive, conventionally attractive <laughs> person. <you. laughs> but even more than that, like the light and animation coming out of your eyes is very sparkly and just like beautiful. When that happens, sometimes, like when we're bright, sparkly, happy, you know, sometimes you attract like humans that are dog shit for lack of a better term who are like I want to be by you and they just like are kind of energy vampires or you're like get away 
But that can also happen to like earthbound spirits can be like, especially if it's like an earthbound child might be like, you're very nurturing. Can you be my mom? And they don't mean anything. Like my belief with earthbound spirits are if they're not hostile and angry now, they will be someday. Now, is that going to be in a hundred years or Mm -hmm. 10 days? I don't know. But it's my understanding that they don't know that they're dead. Which is why they become aggressive. Because, like, wouldn't you become aggressive if someone moved into your house, pretended like you weren't there, moved your shit around, continued to move your shit around, and, like, would openly talk shit about you, and you're like, what the hell, this is my house? Like, it can be very confusing and frustrating. And I just think, like, if you provoke a soul long enough like that, they're going to push you down the steps or something. So I just think if you... So to that point, I think that this per, this whether you picked him up at that hotel or somewhere else, like it could have been yeah. that. And it wasn't, and because you're open to it and you're intuitive, like you could maybe always kind of feel it. So when the silence of life was turned up at night, yeah. home alone, alone, you kind of get this like icky mm-hmm. feeling and you don't necessarily know why, but you're kind of like low key fear. And mm-hmm. you're like, why am I so scared? And it could be that. Now, if you have that, I'm not saying you have an entity attachment. I'm absolutely not saying that. Um, but some some authors, if you read books about it, will say everyone has one. Not necessarily an earthbound spirit, but it could be like emotion-based. Like mine was like really like steeped in a lot of fear over decades of life on Earth. But sometimes it's not, right? Like sometimes it's an earthbound spirit. Sometimes it's an entity like more of an emotion-based thing. And I don't even know if I... Maybe, I don't know if it was an attachment. Like, I can't say through all of my life have I felt that necessarily. Like, you would, you, your stories were so interesting about that the attachment in the back and the fear and all that yeah, played in. Like, yeah. mine was, I guess, I don't know if he was always there or if, like, yeah. just in that particular setting, I was the shiny light to help him get there. This is the second uh. time, though, that I've heard someone talk about being, like, a kind of like a shiny, bright object to other things that aren't as bright with like a completely unrelated person yeah yeah. so like yeah that makes sense yeah and what we do know for sure is that we have no fucking clue what's really going on oh of course we don't (laughs) until we're dead (laughs) but so it's like you know pick the lane that feels the best to you like that to me is the least scary the more empowering is to be like oh but if i pick it up i can but that's like how you said you felt bad for him that's why i can't watch like those Halloween ghost shows or just like ghost hunting shows. Real it's like, things. Hey, yeah. release this entity. And maybe they do at the end. That's my hope. That's what I tell myself. But like, to me, it's like, so you went there, you aggravated it, got some good footage and then rolled out. Like, that's really mean. That same hotel, Palmer <laughs> House, they used to, I mean, they do a ton of them there. Oh, I mean, they? it's like kind of a tourist destination. Like the owners are, I love them. They're amazing. And like, they knew that people were interested in this. So, like, they've had campers and stuff there. And now that I know more about all of this, I'm like, hmm, I wonder if, like, we shouldn't help them a little bit more. That would be really interesting. <laughs> I'm open to it. Go back to our old stomping grounds. <laughs> I've like... had literally a full training day on, like, releasing entities. And I would just love to, like, partner with someone on it. Yeah. So, anyway, TBD. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll be like getting the live footage. I'll be there. <laughs> I want you being the middle person. Oh, great. <laughs> no, just kidding. I mean, unless you want to. Okay. Uh, okay, so 
went back in, released him. So when you had first left the church, he was there just kind of hanging around. I, he wasn't materialized. It literally okay. looked like, like I think of like tar. Black tar. So when did he like, materialize? Like when, as you, he was... when we decided to send him up. Very cool. Very cool. Like, and then that's the only time I saw a little boy. And uh, prior to that, I was just like, yuck, what is that? I'm yeah. afraid of it. Yeah. How'd you feel when you saw him being... Did we put him in the sun or the white light? How did he... The white light. Okay. Um, I felt powerful. I felt like I was doing the right thing. And I think I just felt really sad for him. <laughs> yeah. So the method that I used to get to help, or I should say that I like helped Ashley facilitate so she could like do the mental work and the spiritual work to get him to go was basically, it's the thought of like energy never dies. It changes, but it never dies. Yeah. And so if you have, and it's not that this little boy was evil or anything like that, but he's stuck, like earthbound stuck. And I don't, I don't like to use like light, white or light and dark or whatever like that. But what I'm saying is like, it's just, he's stuck, right? So even if he was a malevolent energy, they all deserve and can and would do the world good to like transmute them into a higher vibration um just let them move into the astral plane and we do that by going into the white light right and there's all these near-death experiences that talk about the white light if you do a life between lives session you go through a white light so it's a way to just be like hey you're stuck on earth go to the white light so you can do whatever your soul needs to do next mm -hmm. but and then that way too it's not just like another um, stuck, stagnant thing on earth. You know, we've got a lot of that. Mm -hmm. So it's like community service you did there. I felt good. <laughs> That's my task for the day. I did feel really good. <laughs> oh God. Okay. So what happened? So then was that, we went and got more information from Tony or is that how we ended the session? I feel like after that, you, we just sort of asked, is there anything else to know or like any other guidance? Yeah. Okay. And I don't feel like there was. I mean, at that point, I felt like kind of exhausted. Yeah, because you got um, you got the information from Tony, and then we went back. And then you went to back. The boy. There we I did. Mm -hmm. So good. It was great. And it, it's funny. It's it's fun to talk about it now, looking back, because I, my husband is he was he's so supportive. He, while he's like never done this, and also not as open as I am to things. He's like, tell me what happened. Like, I'm so curious. And I'm like, telling him. And he's sort of just like, what? <laughs> like, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Oh, so, yeah. <laughs> to talk it through now, like, yeah, this is really, this really yeah. happened. This, this is here. Yeah, it's really interesting to go back, isn't it? Mm -hmm. It's so much fun. Um, okay, so let me see. Biggest takeaways, I think we touched on this. Biggest takeaway from either of them. It's kind of like a sense of power. Sense of power and listening to intuition and, and yeah. yeah, like a little more clear around that. Yeah. My other question, do you believe in past lives? Oh yes. Definitely. Okay, so you totally on board with the past lives. And I guess does that make me not Christian? I don't know. No. I like I'll give you <laughs> okay. a book that you can read about how Jesus believed in reincarnation. Great. Okay. <laughs> I do I mean I do now. I believe in, in past lives for sure. And yeah. It's like yeah. So interesting to me. That's always my question for clients is like, now I've started asking them, <laughs> like, 
I say it just, I always ask about their spiritual beliefs just so I can use the right words, right? Like, sure, yeah. I prefer spirit guide, but if someone's better with angel, that's what matters, right? Um, but now I've started asking them, like, do you believe these are past lives? Or are you kind of like, I don't know. And so that's why I asked. Oh, no, I do. Yeah, I do too. And, I mean, I, it keeps popping up. Things, little key things. I'm keep like, I do up. too. Duh. Good. Good you do. Yeah. Here we are, episode 11. <laughs> the little things keep popping up like that you've taught me about, like you, your spouse or someone you've like had children with is not your first life. This is not your first life with them. No, I don't and the that. first time I met my husband, I remember being like, whoa, like that is. Tell me about that. And now I look back and I'm like, well, of course, we've met before. Yeah. Um, and we haven't met in any of our sessions or anything yet, but when I, when John and I met, I, he didn't necessarily feel this. I felt this was like immediately attracted to him, like overwhelmingly, like creepily almost in a way. I've never felt that. Yeah. We were also like 19. I mean, we were super young and we've been together ever since. We were like, damn, I didn't want this to happen. I right didn't. Now. I was like, I'm like, hey girl, like have some fun in college. Hello, Literally like week two of college. <laughs> He was wearing flipping basketball shorts. Like, I'm not my type. I'm like, oh. needed a serious, like, artsy dude. No, that was not him. But I, it was, like, very obvious. And I called my mom, like, maybe a week later. It's like, just so you know, like, we're getting married. Oh, my God. And she's like, like, now we're getting married now? No, like, eventually. Okay, so the flip side of that coin is, does John have any, like, well, I felt like I always knew you. Or he's just like. I don't know that he's like. Know. Uh, he's not as open to that. I yeah. I'd have to like really dive in with him and see where yeah. he would land on that. Because it took him some convincing <laughs> to be as into it as me. Um, but that's just also just who he is. He's a little more analytical. I'm like, Cancer's son. I'm feeling all the feels all the time. <laughs> I love your astrology talk. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay, so I... I can't wait. Like, would you ever go looking for him? Yeah, I would love to do that. So I will say, as a facilitator, like full disclosure, it does make me a little nervous to have people go looking for things just in case. But with you, I feel comfortable because I know if you didn't see him, you'd be you'd get something else oh, out of it. Oh yeah. Like I know that people would get something else out of it, but um, but I would like to dabble in that stuff cool. where we do like where I trust myself and the client enough to be like. You want to go look for this person? We're going. Because I've gone and looked for people, like, and have had... I've never gone and looked for Alex, but he's been on the peripherals where it's like, oh, hey, I know that energy. <laughs> but, like, um, because the parts of John, your husband, that you were attracted to, and not necessarily, like, when people say attracted, a lot of times people read that as, like, romantic attraction, but I think that we can just be totally attracted to someone, like, literally magnetic, not necessarily, like, I want to do the sex with you, right? Like, mm -hmm. <laughs> so, so, then, so I think it's like that part of them that is magnetic. Oh, yeah. Because like, even if you were like, oh, he's super attractive, da, 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 that was only part of the package. And I think if you saw him in a past life, you would be like that essence of you how he loves me is there or how he projects towards me or something. I don't know. It's really... Even the, magne the magnetism of our meat. I mean, like... Yeah. Or meet cute. I meet cute. I need to watch that movie again. I love that movie. I literally just watched it's the it like holiday. Two weeks everyone, ago. go watch it. I Even mean, my husband liked it. It's, it's like in a league I of its own. It once a year. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Uh, I just love a feel-good, predictable ending. Right? Romantic comedy. Sign me up every and day. And Jula. And Jula. <laughs> For sure. Okay, anything else we haven't covered? I feel like we got so many good Thank stories in. This was so... I, I really enjoyed going back. And I would not have done that, I think, had we not had this podcast planned. Yeah. So I would really suggest to anyone that listens to this, go back and listen to your recordings and like see what you're gathering from it because you might not realize it's actually affecting you until you you revisit that. Yes. The session. 100. Yeah. Thank you so much for being here. Thank okay, you. Okay, so if people wanted to reach out to you, dig in more to your work, tell us about what you do for work, where can people go find you online and stalk around and maybe say hi. Yeah. So, I mean, really thanks to some of the work that we've done. I've been in my own power a lot more in the last year. And um, I started a business which is called Wedded Wellness. And it brings an actual marriage to the wellness world and to the wedding planning process, which is oddly stressful. And I love how you say that. <laughs> people lose their minds a little. And so we bring... Um, yoga and holistic health coaching and meditation astrology a lot of different modalities to that process um so we do bachelorette parties you could do a yoga class and a little self-care workshop or an astrology workshop we do i do private teaching um for couples and for individuals and then i do a lot of workshops and and big classes and like talk about pair care yeah so i think that's so cool pair care we i did with a friend who is a counselor um, a couple months ago and we really dove into some of the work that she does around you know like flexing those psychological muscles like doing affirmations to each other like saying to each other things that you that feel really vulnerable but like you don't say often like wow you are such a good dad and I love it when you take the initiative to, to like put our kids to bed like that's yeah so amazing that's an example I would use for my husband <laughs> um <laughs> But, and then we also did things that are like our, our barriers or, or rather um, when I like triggers in a way like this, I don't like to talk about really serious topics when we go to bed, like having those conversations. Good practice. Yeah. So those are some of the more um, tool like things that we guided them through. And then we did some yoga together, you know, couples did yeah. yoga together and we did a meditation together. So I led the energetics part, and, and Nicole, again, who's a counselor, led the the psychology part of that, and we're going to build it into a series here coming up really soon. I love that. Yeah, thank you. And, and you know, so many of us, I did premarital counseling, and it was, it is what it is, but this is, you know, you could do this as a part of your, your whole planning process, mm-hmm. um, or just even if you're, like, already deep into a relationship and you want to dive in in a totally new way and that's the hope too with wedded wellness and this business is that it doesn't I mean yeah you make this conscious decision to be in partnership and to move into a new life together or an ongoing life together but that you pick up on these tools and I am able to teach you these tools and we cultivate them together so that when you do move into the next phase of life whatever it is that you're ready to handle that and I learned it the hard way. I think for me, it was like all of a sudden, okay, we're two kids in. I don't know how to take care of myself. And I'm a flipping yoga teacher, right? Yes, so yeah. I got to figure it out. And now to be able to share that is just really 
it's so invigorating and it feels really powerful. Yeah, it seems like such a good match for you. Okay, so if people wanted to reach out and like connect online, Instagram? Instagram, it's um, wedded.wellness. Yes, I want to make sure that's right. Um, and then the website, website? is wedded, com. And locally, you do like yoga events and stuff. Like I was just yes. at a free yoga class from yes. you. Yes, we are gearing up for a big class. Just got word at Aria in March. Yes, real excited. Yeah, so yeah, breweries, we're not opposed to doing yoga. I mean, anywhere else. We can do it wherever we want. <laughs> I, yeah, you're just like, I just feel like you're taking off. It's so fun to watch you. Thank you. And I just love the work you do. And I love your yoga classes. And I'm like a huge bitch. Like, I always (laughs) judge, like, my yoga instructor. Not everybody. I'm getting better. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. I appreciate that. You teach yoga, too, so I know you know. All right. Thank you so much for being on the podcast and taking the energy to, like, go through, re-listen, look at your notes. I really appreciate it for coming all the way over here. Thank you, Gina. I really appreciate it. This was super fun. And that is our episode for today. My very first interview. Thank you for getting all the way to the end. Uh, As you know, my favorite part of these conversations is talking to people like you about it. I want to hear your questions, your reactions, what you thought about it, all of it. Let me know. Uh, And you can let me know by subscribing, pastlivesandthedivine.com slash subscribe. And you can reply to the email I'll send you right after you subscribe. Or you can go to Instagram and you can find me at pastlives.tourguide and let me know. Also, did you think of someone while you were listening to this podcast episode? Like, did your friend or your mom or your brother or your sister or someone pop into your head who you're like, I think they would like this. Go ahead and forward it to them. I would be so grateful to you if you help me spread the word by forwarding it to someone who you think would enjoy it. So thank you so much in advance if you do. And of course, another way to support this podcast and the work I do is to leave a five-star review on iTunes or Apple, whatever you want to call it. Uh, They're the same to me. (laughs) They probably aren't. But anyway, thank you so much for listening, being open to the power of your past lives, the power of our eternal soul experiences while we walk this earth together. together. And as usual, take anything from this episode that makes you feel better and just leave the rest. 